Welcome to Trail Effect episode 18. I am your host, Josh Blum. Trail Effect is a show that dives into the stories behind trails, the communities that embrace trails, and the people who rely on trails as a way of life. The goal of this show is to turn the stories you will hear from our guests into useful knowledge that can be applied to your community while providing some entertaining and inspirational content. Guests on Trail Effect include trail builders, board members, community leaders, volunteers, and regular people who really enjoy trails. Much like our last interview with Pearl Zumi, I set out to get in touch with Santa Cruz Bicycle Company with the goal of discussing how and why Santa Cruz has been a champion in terms of giving back to trails and trail communities throughout the history of their brand and to discuss the Paydirt Fund. This journey led me to Katie Zafke. Katie is our guest today as the Paydirt Fund Program Coordinator at Santa Cruz. We discussed all of the ways that Santa Cruz has been giving back to trails. Stay tuned all the way to the end of the show to learn about how Santa Cruz will be revamping a current program of theirs as an effort to give back even more. Support for Trail Effect comes from Smith's Bike Shop in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Smith's is a full-service bike shop that is a retailer for a Trek Bicycle Company and Salsa Cycles. Smith's also has a full line of components and accessories from Bontrager and other various companies. For more information about Smith's Bike Shop, go to www.smithsbikes.com. Special thanks goes out to Ben Wellenack of Mountain Bike Radio for supporting this podcast and to the people who have shared their time and knowledge. Without this, we would not have these stories to tell. This podcast is an Evolution Trail Services production. For more information about Evolution Trail Services, go to www.evotrails.com. Here we are with Trail Effect. I have Katie Zafke of Santa Cruz, who is the Pater Program Coordinator, correct? Yeah, correct. Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, your backstory, and, just, and how you get into to mountain biking and, and your world with Santa Cruz? Yeah. Well, first off, thanks for having me. Um, and thanks for you know reaching out to Santa Cruz, really. It's more about Santa Cruz, less about me. But uh, um, but yeah, I'll give you a little context because you know a lot of people, I think, end up doing something different from what they plan to do. And I'm one of those people. So I, I was supposed to be a science teacher, actually. I, I, my college days, I was doing a bunch of environmental work and doing a lot of uh, outside environmental stuff with kids. I was a naturalist and, you know, teaching them about hiking and getting out and gardening and all that kind of cool stuff. And uh, so I decided I wanted to be a science teacher. And I went to Berkeley to get my teaching credential. And at the same time, I was like, oh, you know, I feel like I need some more experience with older kids because high school is what I wanted to teach. And I heard about the NorCal High School Cycling League. And so I was like, that sounds good. And I reached out, volunteered a little bit, got a job. And so at the same time I kind of volunteered and then got my job, I also learned how to mountain bike because I wasn't really a mountain biker. <laughs> so I, um, you know, I did more road riding recreationally and for exercise and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so at that time, it was a perfect combination of getting my teaching credential, working for the NorCal League. And back then, it was also just the NorCal League. I don't know if you're familiar with the whole NICA and all the leagues that have popped up now, which is amazing. But it was just just NorCal, just me and Matt Fritzinger, the guy who started it, kind of working away and putting on the races in Northern California. 
And uh, it was it was a lot of fun. I loved it. I did it for like the full two years. I was I was in Berkeley, and um, at the same time, I also met my husband. And I actually met him at um, my very first dig day with the Sierra Buttes Trail Stewardship. Um, and so again, just getting out into the mountain biking world and learning how to mountain bike and mountain bike out there in Downeyville, which is crazy, as we all know, crazy fun. Um, and so just kind of got more ingrained in the mountain bike scene and mountain bike world. Um, but I did finish my degree and I did get my teaching credential and I did actually teach seventh grade life science for a year um, in a classroom, which was fun and crazy. And, you know, seventh graders are, are, uh, you know, something. <laughs> so, uh, um, but it was awesome. I could have kept doing that. Um, but life changed, paths changed. I ended up in Santa Cruz, California, and um, I ended up getting a job with a different cycling nonprofit called Project Bike Trip which is a local nonprofit here that puts on a, um, a program called Bike Tech, which is like um, auto shop, so, but with bikes. So very, very cool program. And I was the director there for a couple of years and got a little more ingrained into the Santa Cruz cycling scene. And then from there, uh, Santa Cruz launched their Juliana Bicycles women's line for the, for the company. And uh, I applied for it and I got the job and uh, it was it was a dream job for me in a lot of ways and definitely kind of took me down even another path, you know, from teaching to nonprofit cycling to now being the brand manager for, um, you know, a pretty big, cool brand. And that was awesome. I did that for about six years. And had a great time doing it. Got to travel the world, see all kinds of trails everywhere, meet all kinds of cool people, do a bunch of cool things for women, um, which was really great. Um, but about six years into it, I was looking for just a little bit of a, a change, you know, as I think a lot of people do. Keep kind of working up and keeping your brain moving and doing different things. And right around that same time, there was some rumblings in the office about this grant program. And I was like, huh. And, you know, I wasn't in any of the initial meetings because I'm doing Juliana and, and it's a Santa Cruz thing. And it was just some kind of general intro meetings and figuring it out. But I, I heard about it. And then I asked the, the marketing manager at the time, uh, Brian Bernard, and I was like, hey, what's going on with that grant program thing you guys are all talking about? And he kind of gave me the gist, like, we're doing a grant program. <laughs> At that time, that's all it was. And, um, and I was like, who's going to run that thing? And he said, we don't know. And I said, I'll do it. <laughs> kind of just raised my hand. And he was like, huh, you know what? That actually makes a lot of sense. And he he was like, I always see how you just kind of light up when we're working with uh, mountain bikers of Santa Cruz or doing things with Sierra Buttes Trail Stewardship. And you kind of just get this new like like excitement. And um, and, you know, because like I said, it's it's in my past. And so. So, yeah, raised my hand, 
they gave me the job and I, and uh, yeah, now that's what I'm doing. You're into it. That's the short, the long of the short. <laughs> Did I miss anything in there? No, you, that's great. Okay. You know, it seems like, so I was doing some research on Santa Cruz as I do with all these shows. And it seems like Santa Cruz specifically has, they have a long history of doing trail related work and being involved in the local community long before the Patriot Fund came about. Could you provide a little bit of the backstory on, on why Santa Cruz as a company feels that is important? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so the the big thing with Paydirt is that it's not something new for us. It has a new name called Paydirt, uh, but we've been doing advocacy for a long time, kind of as you just said. And so uh, 25 years ago, when Santa Cruz first started, we were there at the, the Downeyville Classic. We were there supporting that race, supporting the area, um, already kind of just getting getting in at the ground level there. But then a few years later, uh, the Sierra Beach Trail Stewardship was formed and Santa Cruz was right there beside them as they started it. And we were basically the first uh, first company to support them when they started that. And so, so yeah, that, that kind of, you know, gave us our first big foray into advocacy and we've been doing pretty good stuff with those guys ever since. I mean, they're doing the good stuff, but uh, (laughs) we're, we're supporting them along the way. And we're there every year at the Downeyville Classic. Um, We do some dig days with them. They help us host an annual company party. so we're just, you know, we're more than just sponsors. We're we're partners with those guys and they're really doing things right. You know, they they started small and they've just been getting bigger and bigger. And now they have this huge project called Connected Communities that they're working on, which is going to link a bunch of different communities up there in the La Sierra area together. Um, and Greg Williams, the executive director, is just doing everything right there. And so, so yeah, we've been long supporters of those guys. Um, we've also done some things like uh, the Oregon trail tax a while ago. Um, just as another small example, there was um, a $15 tax that was put on high-end bikes in Oregon. And uh, our CEO, Joe Graney, if anyone knows him, he was basically like, that's bullshit. <laughs> If I'm allowed to swear. Um, (laughs) And uh, so uh, what he decided we would do is we would match every $15 that was taxed. um, And for every Santa Cruz or Julie on a bike. And we donated that to a few of the um, Oregon trail companies. Um, so that's kind of a cool way to give back. Um, there's also, um, we do a lot of dig days with our factory racing team. And that's, that started, the factory racing team started about like five or six years ago or so. And it was just a cool way to like get people from the factory together, like doing something we all love, you know, riding bikes, but racing and more about kind of bringing the party to the race and then racing as well. 
Um, and so naturally after that, it kind of took on this other arm of, of the race team, which is doing dig days. And so there's a group of people that go out about five or six times a year, um, you know, when they can. And they work more more locally. It's more regional, like for the the West Coast of the U.S. They don't go much farther than Washington or Oregon. But, you know, it's a group of guys and girls. They jump in a big old van, cooler full of food, tents, tools. They just go somewhere, work and drink beer all weekend. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so that's pretty cool. And then, you know, also we've got the local uh, mountain bikers of Santa Cruz. And so we've been long supporters of those guys. And a few years back, that organization took a turn. There was a new executive director that was hired, Matt Young, who's been awesome. And um, he really took it more from kind of like a club feel to really a trail stewardship feel. And that's when Santa Cruz got a lot more on board with with helping. And now we're we're working with those guys a ton, too. So. Yeah. And some of the initiatives you've done also are donating a bicycle, say to like Sierra Buttes. Yeah. And then they do a raffle. Um, I think their raffle is $5 a foot. Yeah. You know, and so how did, do you know the backstory and how that came about? Cause that's a, that's a pretty good idea. It kind of sends the message of what trail might cost and, yeah. and it supports a good cause. Yeah. Yeah. The $5 a foot was, that was all calculated by Greg Williams over at SBTS. You know, he kind of like looked at the the budget, like how much trail they're building, how many people they're they have out there building building it, how much it they have to pay them, the time, the food. You know, he he put it all out and then divided it by the the feet of the trails and kind of calculated that way and kind of figured out that it would be about $5 a foot. And so that was a really cool way to put a number to it where people can say like, I'm not just giving money to a trail. If I give $20, I'm actually making four feet of trail, which is pretty cool. So yeah, that was, that was easy to get behind. And then even when, uh, you know, it was kind of cool when um, when applications come in for pay dirt. You know, I, I run through them and I run through them with a the funding board and you know, I can get more into that later. But there was a point where there was someone who um, or an organization that said, we want to do this trail and it's this many feet and uh, it's going to cost this much. And uh, Joe Graney, our CEO, again, he was like calculated in his head, just was like, boop, 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 like did the, all the math and was like, yeah, that's about five dollars a foot. And so now it's kind of become the reference for us and I think also for other trail organizations. Um, and, and it's really, it's a good way for us to invest into a trail organization. It's, it's a $10,000 bike, you know, and for us, as most people would know, it doesn't cost Santa Cruz $10,000 to make, um, but retail it's $10,000. and a lot of organizations like um, SBTS can turn that $10,000 into $100,000 or more, you know, and, and there's even been cases where uh, there's been some like anonymous donors who kind of jump in on it too. Like I know we did a recent one with uh, 
MBOSC and there were two anonymous donors that were like, if you get 200K, we'll match that. And so it turned like a hundred and something thousand dollars into 300 and something thousand dollars, um, which is awesome. And, you know, matching funds are always, uh, you know, a great thing and you can just double and triple and, and all that. But, but yeah, that's cool. And it just kind of like kickstarted. We try to not do too many raffles because we don't want it to be, you know, everywhere and everyone be like, oh, another Santa Cruz raffle, but we pick and choose and we work with the right organizations and, and we work with the right causes. And for um, like, for example, there was another, um, a few years back, there was a couple of custom fire bikes that we made. And um, if people can recall, there were some pretty bad fires in Santa Rosa and Santa Barbara and a lot of destruction, homes, communities, and all that, but also trails were burned up and needed some help. And so uh, we did, a, not we, our our rad graphics team made these cool fire bikes that looked like, you know, a fire truck and a helicopter and, and uh, they got raffled off and I think we made almost $130,000 on those to donate to a couple of trail organizations in Santa Barbara and Santa Rosa. And so, yeah, there's cool things like that, that we can do with those raffles too. So yeah, we try to see what we can. One of your, um, I think one of the things you may may do at the factory dig day is uh, your factory your factory dig stuff is, is trans cascadia and the partnership with trans cascadia. There's been some pretty good video coverage on that. How did that come about specifically for that event? Yeah. So yeah, trans cascadia is an awesome, awesome group of guys. And I think a lot of people think of trans cascadia as just the race, you know, it, it is an awesome race, but um, it's also these three guys behind it that are real advocates for trails and making more trails. And a lot of those trails are used for the race, but they're also used to, to, um, help that community out. And, you know, Oak Ridge is a pretty cool place to ride. And so when we, when Santa Cruz gets involved with events, we do often look at how it's giving back to the community and, um, we try to support those races that are doing more than just a race and uh, trans cascadia is doing that. And so they're, they're close and local and it's a cool race. And our factory race team got really stoked on it. And so it was easy for a group of, a group of people to, like I said, jump in a van, go out and help and dig and, we have a lot of our athletes that go to that race. And so, you know, benefits us to help and make those trails pretty cool for the race. It also benefits Trans Cascadia. And so it's just a way that we can partner with different groups as opposed to, you know, just writing a check. Like we, we never, I can say never, we never just write a check to someone and say, here you go. Good luck. Go do some good stuff with it. You know, it's always about the relationship afterwards. And so whether it's like Trans Cascadian, Oregon, it's close. It's easy for us to go and do dig days with our factory race team um, or some of the other 
more races that are farther away. We've done like, you know, bike launch videos and press camps and things like that in places. And we, we always partner with the people who are putting on those races to do more and um, to give back to their community. Yeah. And ride their trails. Yeah. <laughs> if I remember right, I think I was watching one of the, it might've been from the more recent Transcascadia events, obviously in 2020, the events were pretty much non-existent. Yeah. But I think I remember seeing that where there is actually a partnership between the mountain bikers and a, and a local equestrian group of partnering to open trails. And it, it was a pretty good feel good story because those are two groups that typically aren't, aren't always seeing eye to eye, Yeah. but really have the same common goal. Yeah. It's true. That was a story with Transcascadia up there in Oregon. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not familiar with that story, but but yeah, if like you said, if you can get mountain bikers and equestrians on the same page, like poof, more power to you. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Be able to, you know, get mountain bikers to understand, you know, you slow down, you say hi, you let them pass, and equestrians to slow down, say hi, and let us pass. <laughs> so that is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Having, having a good partnership on the trails. Yep. Well, let's go into, let's go into the Paydirt Fund. And we kind of talked about that at the beginning with you, how you got into it, but could you maybe give a little bit of the backstory of what you guys know internally or why you guys decided to market the Paydirt Fund and make it more formalized? Yeah. So, you know, again, like I said, um, Paydirt's, the concept of paydirt isn't anything new. We've just called it paydirt. And so we decided to kind of make it official without trying to make it too official. You know, like Santa Cruz, we never try to be like too official with things and really kind of, you don't want to call out stuff that we're doing too much. But we, we realized that we're already doing this. We're working with trail organizations. We're giving money. and why not talk a little bit more about it? Um, but the the other side of that too is that um, we, again, Sierra Buttes Trail Stewardship, they're doing everything right. We get to go there and visit and see the work that they're doing firsthand all the time, every summer. And when you go out there and you look around, you're just like, wow, this is amazing. Like, you know, you want more of that. And um and basically, that's kind of the backstory. So Joe was there a few, two summers ago now? Yeah, two summers ago. Um, and he was out there riding. He's there all the time. He owns a house out there and, and all that. And uh, he's looking around and, and thinking that same thing. Like, this is so cool what they've done for the trails, for the community. They turned this little teeny community into like, you know, a trail mountain bike destination. And he's like we need to do more of this. And the best way to do that is really to find a way to reach out. You know, we, we realized that we didn't know as many people or as many groups as we could. And so to, to reach out and find those people, it was like, well, let's start some kind of funding program, like a grant program. And so it was kind of this like, well, let's, let's officially do it. But then it was just kind of like, okay, well, let's just throw a million dollars in and see what happens. <laughs> so that's kind of like, you know, the, the gist of it. It's a million dollars over three years um, to 
basically increase access to trails and to give back to the people that are making it possible for all of us to ride. And we, we really went all in with it because like sim- the answer is simple. It's, it's the right thing to do. Um, and to, to be able to use the success of the brand to give back to those people that are making it possible for all of us to ride um, is pretty awesome. So, so yeah, we, we, we launched it in November, 2019. And, uh, you know, I've heard, I've heard Joe also say that uh, one of the reasons to go public was to either inspire or shame other companies to do the same thing. <laughs> so, yep. So yeah, so it's cool. I mean, you can also see, I, I keep mentioning Joe and it's like, he's our CEO and he's really, really involved. And um, it's cool that he, he believes in it and it comes from the top all the way down to every single employee who really believes in it as well. Yeah, that's amazing. So in fall of 2020, you did your first round of recipients, grant recipients. Could you talk a little bit about how that process uh, played out and if there is any recipients that maybe really stuck out to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we got a lot of we got a lot of applicants. We got somewhere around 3 over 300, you know, upwards of 350 or so. So it was a wow. lot. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot to go through. It was a lot to go through. And so, you know, the process was it all comes to me first and and I get to look through it and kind of, you know, weed some some things out. Um, but then at that point, I also get to go through it with um, our brand manager for Santa Cruz, Seb Kemp, who is longtime trail advocate guy up in Canada. Um, not just trail advocate. He's out there building trails, doing all that kind of stuff all the time in his free time, you know, um, being a brand manager. So. I do know. <laughs> <laughs> so I get together with him and also Don Palermini, who is our kind of uh, advocacy guru here um, at Santa Cruz Bicycles. And so between the three of us with our different experience and different backgrounds, we looked through them and kind of picked and chose and, and, um, what we were what we were looking at is really you know something that goes back to what is is kind of we call it the part of the DNA of Santa Cruz bicycles. We always we always fall back on this term that says that we try to use bikes as a force for good. It's always been our motto. You know, it's it's not officially we don't have it like plastered on our website or anything, but using bikes as a, as a force for good. So as we're looking through those applications, we're looking at that. So we're looking at like, who has those same values and what is this project going to do to benefit that community and to benefit uh, riders in general? So that's kind of one of the things we look at. Um, you know, another, another kind of core value of Santa Cruz bicycles is, with our our bikes, we're we're not shy to say that we only make bikes that we would actually want to ride. 
you know, we're, we're, we're making them because we want to take them out there on the trails. And so when we're looking at projects and where their location is, we're also kind of looking at, is that a place that we would want to go? That a trail that we would want to ride or would want our kids to ride, you know, if it's a, a pump track or a, you know, more family friendly kind of thing. And so we're looking at that and, and, you know, it's, it's not just selfish for us. It's also because we, we, you know, we would want to go and visit, we would want to go and ride the trails, but we also want to make it known to other mountain bikers, like, Hey, this is a cool place. We're investing here because they're doing good things. We want to go ride there. You should go check it out too. And, um, it gives mountain bikers some new kind of trail destinations to put on their list to go to. So, so yeah, so we, we go through them, we, we find our top applicants and then we've got a, a funding board. So then after that, you know, we bring in some of the, the top dogs and Joe's in there, of course, and um, a couple other people. And we sit and talk about it and, and find the, the ones that, that really stand out. Yeah. So that is a three-year program. So we're now yeah. into the second year, correct? Mm-hmm. And so how, uh, could you just give a little bit of, of how the second round is going to look or how an a interested organization may go about applying? Yeah. So, so last year was a little bit different for us because um, it's a little bit different for everyone because of COVID and everything, but we had to, we had to shut down the application process for a little bit. And when we opened it back up, when we realized like, well, you know, bike industry is actually going to be okay. Um, and we're doing pretty good. And we, we definitely want to give back. Um, we opened it back up and decided to kind of have just one, one year as opposed to um, for this coming year, it's four different deadlines and we're choosing grantees four different times. And um, that's all on the website if people want to look up those dates. but. So at the end of um, 2020, or just before the end, we announced our our grantees. And so for this coming year, um, it will be in four quarters. And so we are looking at applications that are coming in now, and uh, those will be looked at and we'll announce a few new ones somewhere in um, April timeframe, because the first quarter ends in March. Um, So that's kind of the process for right now. And um, I guess to just kind of give people some some ideas when they're applying and to kind of go back to a question you asked that I think I kind of missed was about some examples, some of the the grantees that we got we got for 2020. They all stand out, right? Obviously they're all we wouldn't we wouldn't give them money if they didn't stand out, but there's a there's a few that are cool to just kind of uh, talk about a little bit. So Sierra Butte's Trail Stewardship, I think I've talked about them enough. <laughs> <laughs> They're obviously great. So I'm going to, I'm going to move on from them, but um, Bridgeline is another group that is doing kind of a similar thing to Sierra Butte's Trail Stewardship this year, where they're creating this multi-community trail network. I think they're going to hit like 16 different, communities and we just actually did a little post on them um on Tuesday so people can learn more about them if they want to but 
yeah, they're working with all the little local governments and all the local people and restaurants and getting everyone in on this this multi-community trail network in Tuscany, um, northern Tuscany area. And uh, so, so yeah, those guys are, are doing some cool stuff up there. Um, there's also um, a group, Grow Cycling Foundation in LA. And they're doing, they're building a pump track in LA. And the goal of that is to be this hub for people who maybe didn't necessarily think that they were cyclists or could get into the cycling industry. And it's a way for them to create this community into like, hey, actually, I can ride bikes. And actually, maybe I can get a job in the industry. And so they're creating resources for that. And they're really focusing a lot on that um, the inclusion piece and, and diversity and trying to bring more of that into the cycling industry. And, um, you know, Elliot Jackson is heading that up and he's awesome. He's a, you know, Santa Cruz guy this year, which is really cool. Yeah. Just announced in the last couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. Super, super cool guy doing good things. So we're, we're stoked to support him and, you know, it's, that's a good example too of it's not always just about moving dirt and making trails. You know, it's about sometimes just supporting these programs that are doing good things for kids or for minorities. Um, you know, NorCal League is another good uh, example of that. Near and dear to my heart, of course, if you heard my intro about how I used to work there, but uh, we were supporting them before I became the, the pater person. But they're doing cool things, too, where they're forming um, a grit program, which is to get more girls on bikes and more women ambassadors in there. And then they're also getting their coaches more tools about how to make their teams more diverse, um, how to reach out to some of those kids who maybe necessarily wouldn't think that they could be on a mountain bike team, but definitely can. So that's another way that we've supported people where it's not just about trail building. Um, but then there's also, you know, some cool projects where it's people are just making like a rad, rad trail, <laughs> like Nelson mountain bike club. It's like, they're, they're building this trail. That's going to just, I think, blow some minds is going to be their like one of their like longest descending trails. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be pretty cool. We're also, you know, we're supporting um, a, a piece of a trail in uh, North Carolina, working with the Northwest North Carolina Mountain Bike Alliance. And those guys are fixing up a part of um, it's called the Yancey Ridge Trail, which is this iconic part of the Pisgah area and kind of an up and coming area. And it's going to help get more people to where they need to be on the trails and so yeah, the, you know those are a few of the bigger ones that stand out. But there's also there's also some small ones, and you know there's a group in France called uh, Enduro Jura, and they basically were like, we want every volunteer to have a tool in one hand and a beer in the other, and we were like, cool, that sounds good. <laughs> Here's some money. Um, or there's a there's a um, a restaurant in. Uh, in Whistler called the Handlebar and um, you know, trail building in, in that zone 
where where that that restaurant is is um always a little bit tricky. I think there's a lot of rogue builders out there and it's hard to get them real money and and so these guys were like basically like we'll donate a dollar or no, they were like if you you can buy these trail builders a beer. By if you're going to come into our bar, you're going to buy a beer, buy another one, we'll give it to a trail builder when they come in after building a trail and they get a free beer. And so um we bought a bunch of beers there for a bunch of trail builders. So, <laughs> so, you know, there's little things like that too. And they're just kind of cool ways to use a little bit of money. Yeah. So I guess to get back to your other question, which do you have another question about kind of some advice to. Yeah. Yeah. We we're just uh, basically talking about the current, the current process application process that's open. Yeah. You know, and I think you, covered that pretty good, especially going into the four quarters. Cause that, yeah. is, you know, it's different than what you did last year. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We got the four quarters, which will be good. And if, if, uh, if you're thinking about applying, you know, my advice would be to make sure that you're super organized, make sure that you're succinct. AKA, you know, get to the, get to the point. <laughs> um, it makes it easier for us if we don't have to read through a bunch of stuff before getting to like, you know, what is this project? And the biggest thing is having a, a clear plan, you know, like what's, what is the plan? Where's, how is this money really getting used? And what are the steps and how is, how is it going to get from, you know, one point to the next to where people can actually ride that trail or people can actually use that program. Yeah. So some, just some general stuff there. Yeah. So make sure you get your ducks in a row with any kind of permissions from any kind of agencies, land manager agencies and stuff like that. Yeah. That, you know, that's definitely beneficial part, like a permit process and all that can be hard. And it, it could be that, you know, someone might be asking for some money to help with that process too. So that that's also okay. Or, you know, environmental impact report before you can actually start to build. So stuff like that too, you know, we, we, there's a lot of boring paperwork stuff that people have to do out there to get a trail built the right way. And we get that and it's, you know, it's paperwork and sitting in meetings and emails to, you know, the local government or the forest service or whatever it is. And we, we understand that and we can, and we have put money towards stuff like that too. Yeah. And that's, that's super important. In one of my previous episodes, we talked about how there's not a lot of grants available for anything but the actual building. You know, and, and the example that we used in this show was the IMBA Trail Accelerator Grant, mm. which uh, my local organization here in La Crosse has been a recipient of that grant. And that's a planning grant. So it's, it's not building. It's yeah. getting the plan done. And what we found is that once you have that plan, the money came in to get, to get it built. You know, yeah. the approvals were easier. The people that we were talking to to get the approvals understood what we were doing because we had the planning done. Yeah. And we could go to donors, whether it's, you know, small donors of just local users or larger donors, um, those matching donors like you talked about earlier. Yeah. That helped all of that. And 
if it wasn't for having that plan in place, yeah, we would probably still be talking about building a trail system. And now, you know, we went from getting the grant in 2018 to finishing the build in, in October of 2020. Yeah. So it's, it's good to hear that, that you guys are really open to whatever the need might be to push the ball forward. Yeah, totally. Or push the wheel forward in this case. Yeah, push the wheel forward. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's, you know, SBTS with their connected communities. Right now, they're going through a lot of the political work of just reaching out to the communities, getting everyone in each community on board to allow them to actually break dirt. You know, same thing with Ridgeline. They're going through the communities. Mountain bikers of Santa Cruz, like Santa Cruz is a really hard, hard spot to get things done. And, you know, there's this project here that's going to be so cool once it, <laughs> once it happens, the San Vicente Redwoods project. And it's Mountain Bikers of Santa Cruz partnered with um, our local land trust. And they're, they, the land trust, they bought that land. They're working with Mountain Bikers of Santa Cruz, but it's been like three years in the making. Like Santa Cruz donated money almost three years ago now to that, to just get the plan and get all the reports and all the ducks in a row. And now, you know, it's still a lot of, bells and whistles and hoops and all that kind of stuff. But we, and you know, that's our, our local area. So we can see it and we know the history with that, but it's also, you know, something we can do in different areas if it's explained clearly and well thought out. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think we covered most of the pay dirt stuff. Is there anything that we didn't cover in closing that you want to get, get out there to the the uh, 5 million listeners that we have of this podcast every day. <laughs> yeah. You know, one, one last thing I guess I would say is um, we are, we're changing up our, our grassroots program a bit for uh, next year, this year. Um, you know, normally we have this, this grassroots racing program um, that supports racers trying to make it. And while we still love what all the racers are doing out there, um, you know, obviously we still got the syndicate and we love all that racing stuff, but uh, we're going to be switching it up a little bit to make it uh, more of a pay dirt champion program. And so uh, the timing of that's TBD. We're hoping by the summertime, but it'll basically be where people can apply trail builders, advocacy people, um, people who are doing good things in the, the access trail access world. Um, can apply to be a pay dirt champion. And that means that they get to get a Santa Cruz bike at a pretty good hefty discount. And they get to kind of become part of the pay dirt fam and uh, do good things on their bikes and their neighborhoods and communities to build more trails. So I think that's worth letting people know because sometimes if, if you know, if you're going to apply for a grant, but you don't necessarily get it, but you think you're doing good stuff. Still, you can apply to be a paid or champion and you yourself could potentially get a bike that could help you to get out there to build more trails. And uh, so, yeah, thought that would be cool to put that out there. But other than that, I know I think we covered any, everything. Do you have any other questions? 
Uh, no, but I have, I have a comment. Yeah, yeah. And that is it, is, it is good to see not only Santa Cruz doing what you've done for the 25 years of existence, but now starting to move forward with actually, you know, supporting the people that really put the trails in the ground. And and we talked, I talked about this with uh, another guest on the show two, two episodes ago, Braden Bringhurst. Mm-hmm. And Braden, he's a phenomenal rider. He's not a racer. He's a guy that's in his community working to do good in his community. And that was one of his things was, you know, getting the industry and people within in the industry to understand that it's not just all these racers, that it's really a collective, like a team of people that all have different parts to play that help make this a really good, you know, really good thing and mountain biking, a really good thing. So the, the pay their champion thing is pretty awesome too. Awesome. Yeah, it was, we were all pretty excited about that. It kind of was like, what do we do about our grassroots racing program this year? And it's like, let's tie it to pay dirt. And everyone was like, yes, yeah, perfect. Like, you know, it wasn't even a question. And so it is really cool to see, you know, everyone just backs it up and it is, it's time. It's time to, you know, let those people shine a bit too. They're, they're the ones doing, we say this on their website, they're doing the silent work behind the scenes. They're not the showy, I'm on the podium racing kind of people. They're like behind the scenes doing it. And, um, you know, it's good to shout that out too, like you were saying. So yeah, we're pretty, pretty stoked on it. Well, Katie, thank you very much. Yeah, of course. This is, this has been awesome. This is exactly what I've been looking for as far as an interview with the, in the so. industry to really get this message out and help spread the good word of what you guys and girls are doing at Santa Cruz. Thank you for having me, Josh. This was, was awesome. Thank you very much for listening to the Santa Cruz interview. Please remember to leave a comment and rate the show wherever you consume your podcasts. This podcast has been made possible by Mountain Bike Radio, Smith's Bike Shop in La Crosse, Wisconsin, and is an Evolution Trail Services production. If you have ideas on future communities or people to feature on Trail Effect, please don't hesitate to reach out by emailing evolutiontrails at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening.